0: Our scripture today is from John chapter 14 beginning with verse 1. Jesus said, Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, that where I am You may be also. This is the Word of God for the people of God. Hello, Christ Church, and all of our friends joining us today. If you're on the website, we'd love to hear from you. Send us a a praise report or a prayer request. If you're with us on Facebook, say hello to other friends in the chat. Let us know that you're here. And of course, you can follow along with my outline on the website or the church app. So, How are you doing today? I trust that you are in a good place on this Pentecost Sunday, the day that we remember the the outpouring of the Holy Spirit and the birth of the the church. One of the things that I love about Joel's Old Testament prophecy was that the Holy Spirit would be poured out upon all people, upon all flesh, The early church celebrated the Holy Spirit of God being poured out on all people. We celebrate that today too. The Holy Spirit comes upon everyone who believes in Jesus. Black, white, rich, poor, male, female, young, old, woke, unwoke, Democrat, Republican. The Holy Spirit is the one who breaks down the barriers and brings the transforming fire of god into our hearts and lives we need the holy spirit power of god at work in our lives today amen i am so glad god has sent the holy spirit among us the question is what are we doing with this transforming power of god i pray that you are thanking god and letting his holy spirit Transform and upgrade your life. Amen. Today I'm wrapping up my series about questions people have for God. We've said that in the midst of the living of everyday life, it is natural and it is okay to have big God questions. We've considered several of them. I wonder if God exists. I wonder why bad things happen to good people. I wonder why my prayers seem to go unanswered. I wonder about God's will for my life. I wonder about the miracles in the Bible. Hey, if you missed any of them, you can find them anytime on the website. And we've said this, being in Christian community, looking at the scripture together in the power of the Holy Spirit is a great way to find impactful answers to our questions. Though my message today is titled, I Wonder About Life After Death, it's probably not the most accurate title. The truth of the matter is, most of us typically do not wonder about death. In fact, many people choose to ignore the subject of death altogether. It scares us too much. When I bring up the subject of death to people, I often get the reply, Why would I want to think about that? Or, I don't want to think about that until I'm old. I'm young now and I'll have plenty of time to think about that much later. Why do we avoid the subject of death? Why do some people seem to be in denial about death? I believe our avoidance of the subject of death stems from the fact that death is a journey into the unknown, It is the ultimate mystery. We are afraid of those things that we don't understand and can't control. Write AFRAID in the chat. To a degree, it's healthy to be afraid of death. It keeps us alive and we need to have a healthy sense of caution for what we don't know. However, what is not healthy is to try to ignore the subject of our own death. All of us are going to die. There are no exceptions. As the old saying goes, we don't get out of this world alive. We should face up to the fact that one day we will die. However, the fact that we will die should not make us sad. It should make us grateful. Many of us see death as the great taker of life When actually the opposite is true, death is the great giver of life. As we struggle with the mystery of our death, we discover the meaning of our lives. Albert Schweitzer put the proper perspective on death when he said this, We must all become familiar with the thought of death if we want to grow into really good people. We need not think of it every day or every hour, but... When the path of life leads us to some vantage point where the scene around us fades away and we contemplate the distant view right to the end, let us not close our eyes. Let us pause for a moment, look at the distant view, and then carry on. Thinking about death in this way produces love for life. When we are familiar with death, We accept each week, each day as a gift. Only if we're able to accept life bit by bit does it become precious. Now, that is a right attitude about death. Death teaches us that life is a precious gift from God. Write precious gift in the chat. If it wasn't for the fleeting nature of life, we would not love and appreciate it like we do. When we realize the preciousness of our time, we will make full use of our time. We cannot live life with courage, joy, and confidence unless we face the reality of our own death. In fact, M. Scott Peck reminds us that we cannot live fully unless there is something that we are willing to die for. If we choose to see the great things that death can teach us, death can become a very powerful friend. The beautiful irony is that once we come to accept death and what it teaches us, we truly begin to live. Why is there a cross before Easter? Why is there a crucifixion before the resurrection? Many Christians do not like to focus on Good Friday. They want to skip over it and go straight to Easter. But there is no Easter without the cross. We must go through Good Friday to get to Easter. There's no life without death. What's on the other side of death? Let's dive deeper into the great mystery of death and try to catch a glimpse of the other side. After all, the wonder of this sermon begs the question what happens to us when we die? Well, our faith tells us a great deal about that. Now, this is when I hear atheists chime in and say that, hey, religion is a crutch for people who are scared of the mystery of death. I believe this is totally false. I don't believe that faith is a crutch. It is the truth. More importantly, Atheists are the ones who are really scared. Most atheists like to downplay death as if it's no big deal. They deny the importance of it. The reality is that they are terrified to go beyond the surface and see the truth behind death. And the truth is, beyond death for believers is a new dimension of life, beyond our wildest dreams. What is beneath the mysterious surface of death is a loving, caring God with the answers to all of our questions, the fulfillment of all of our deepest longings, and the fruition of all of God's great promises. How do we know that life after death promises to be an overwhelming experience of joy for those of us who believe? The Bible tells us so. Let's look at what the Bible says about life after death. Perhaps the most familiar passage of Scripture that promises the gift of life after death is found in our text for today in John 14, 1 through 3. Here we find Jesus was in, remember, he was in the upper room comforting his disciples before his own death, and he said these words, Let not your hearts be troubled, believe in God, Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again, and I will take you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. These are beautiful words that should comfort believers who find themselves apprehensive about death. This passage also reveals interesting aspects about life after death. For example, the word rooms could also be interpreted as dwelling places, resting place. In other words, these rooms provide respite. This implies that death is really a, a threshold to a whole new journey with God. And on this journey, we'll be provided with comfort and rest along the way. In addition to the passage in John, we find profound passages about life after death in the letters of Paul. If we had lived during the time of the Apostle Paul and we asked him about what he believed about life after death, I believe his answer would be what we find in 2 Corinthians 5, 1 and 2, where he says, for we know that if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this tent, we groan, longing to be clothed with our heavenly dwelling. Later on in verse 5 of the same chapter, Paul reminds us that God, who has prepared our heavenly dwelling, has given us The Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit as the guarantee of our extraordinary life after death. He who has prepared us for this very thing is God, who has given us the Spirit as a what? Guarantee. Maybe the most compelling of Paul's words about life after death can be found in the 15th chapter of 1 Corinthians, where Paul reminds us that if for this life only we have hoped in Christ, we are of all people most to be pitied. Paul's argument is clear. In 1 Corinthians fifteen thirteen, he says, If there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, our preaching is useless, and so is your faith. Paul's conviction leads us to the central promise Jesus gave us about life after death when he said in John 14, 19, because I live, you also will live. As Christians, we have nothing to fear from death. Write no fear in the chat. With Paul, we know that nothing can separate us from the love of God, especially death. We are promised that death is simply a journey into a deeper intimacy with God. Well, perhaps you're still asking, well, what's death going to be like? All of our speculation about it is limited and finite because we're dealing with a journey that is, is beyond our comprehension. However, from my experience as a pastor and a Christian, I will tell you what we as Christians can expect when we die. The experience of death could be compared to something that I experienced as a kid. In fact, most of you have experienced this, I would imagine too. I would fall asleep when I was a kid in front of the TV or, or maybe at some event and my mother and dad or dad would carry me to my bedroom and they would put me to bed. When I awoke the next morning, the, the sun would be shining I didn't remember how I got there, but I knew that my parents had something to do with it. Death is like that. It's like we have fallen asleep and God has us in his hands. When we awake, the world will be changed. Our bodies will be different and God's kingdom will be established forever and ever. We don't know how we got there, but we know that God is the one who made it happen. Pastor Ed Beck also tells a profound story about what we can expect from the mystery of death. When he was serving a church in Denver, he had a seven-year-old member of his congregation named Ellen, who was dying of an incurable disease. And each time he would visit her in the hospital, she would take him by the hand and lead him to other rooms to meet her friends. She was really a, a bright and uh, enthusiastic child. A month before Ellen died, he was visiting her and she said, Reverend Beck, my mother told me to talk to you about dying. I don't want to die. Can you tell me what will happen when I die? Well, Pastor Ed sat in a rocking chair and, and he put Ellen on his lap and he, and he said this. He said, Ellen, before you were ever born, you were in your mother's tummy, tucked away, very near your your mommy's loving heart. At that time, let's suppose someone had said to you, Ellen, you can no longer live in your mommy's tummy. It's time for you to die out of your mommy's tummy. Now, Ellen, let's suppose you say, I don't want to leave my mommy's tummy. I, I love it here. It's nice, it's comfortable, and I feel very much loved in my mommy's tummy. I don't want to die out of my mommy's tummy. I don't want to be born because that means I have to leave my mommy's tummy. Pastor Ed continued and said, But Ellen, you already know what happened. You did die out of your mommy's tummy. And look what you discovered You discovered in this world loving arms to hold you, loving faces smiling at you, and everyone wanting to meet your every need. And now for seven years, you have discovered how wonderful it is to be out of your mommy's tummy. In fact, it's so wonderful that you don't want to die. You don't want to leave here. You don't want to leave here because you know you're loved by your mommy and daddy and your grandmas and your brother and and so many, many others, including me. Ellen thought for a moment about the things that Pastor Ed was saying to her. And then Pastor Ed said, Ellen, there will soon come a time when you will die. And here's what's going to happen. The moment you die, you will discover strong, loving arms holding you loving faces, smiling at you, and everyone will want to meet your every need. You'll be surrounded by such love and beauty that soon, very soon, you will say, I love it here. I don't want to leave here. And Ellen, you won't leave. You will remain there and live with Jesus in heaven forever. Ellen, that is what's going to happen when you die. Then Pastor Ed concluded, Oh, and one last thing. When you welcome me into heaven, take my hand and lead me from room to room so I can meet all your new friends. Promise? Promise me you'll do that? Promise, she said. As Christ followers, remember this. We have nothing to fear from death. Because we remember Jesus is the one who said, I go to prepare a place for you. Let's pray together. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Almighty God, gracious Lord. Once again, we are thankful for the precious promises we find in the scriptures. And from the words of Jesus himself, Most of us don't like to think about death, but it is one thing we all have coming, unless Jesus returns first. But Lord, because of who Jesus is and what he has done, we don't need to be afraid of death. He won the victory over our sin and death. He lived, he died, he was raised, and now Jesus is the one who said, because I live, You will live also. Death is simply the doorway through which we enter our new life, eternal life. Lord, thank you for this marvelous gift. We do not have to be afraid. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, I hope the message spoke to you today. Because of Christ, we have nothing to fear from death. If you have questions about the message, let me hear from you. If you'd like to visit more about having a new life in Jesus Christ or victory over death, I'd love to visit with you about that. Maybe you joined us today and you have prayer requests or praise reports. Send them to us. We would love to hear from you. Go to the app. Go to the website. I pray God's blessing on your life. You know what? Giving back is one of the most tangible ways to thank God for His goodness. You can use Text to Give, the app, you can go to the website, mail in contributions. Thank you. Thank you for your wonderful generosity. Be sure to take advantage of our discipleship opportunities. Find all the information you need on our website, cumctulsa.com. God bless you today. Remember this, Jesus said, I go and prepare a place for you. He also said, because I live, you will live also. That is good news, friend. Look forward to these upcoming opportunities. For now, who do you know that needs Jesus' gift of life beyond death? I encourage you to go share about that with them. You know, I really like the way the earth rotates around the sun. really makes my day. Throughout the summer, children and student ministries are offering activities, summer camps, and mission opportunities. Check your email or the Christchurch website for more information. You can also email us or call to get added to the mailing list for your child or team. The For the Master Jim Curtis Memorial Golf Tournament is June 12th at 8.30 a.m. The tournament will be held at Fortune Park's Par 3 course. We will have a shotgun start, and the tournament will be followed up by a hamburger lunch. Sign up online or in the People Place. Christchurch will award three $400 college academic scholarships and a $500 Epperly Music Scholarship for the 2021-22 school year. Applications can be found in the office and in the weekly e-note by Pastor Bob. Contact me, Lisa Bennett, in the office with questions. You can find all this information on our website, cumctulsa.com.